Hey, what up, fam? Welcome to the Socially Bound Podcast. I just wanted to take a second before this episode starts to let you guys know that I made myself look like a complete ass this whole episode. <laughs> so I'm talking about <clears throat> uh, politics and uh, the upcoming elections and everything. And somewhere down the line, your boy thought, you know, given the whole 2020 nature of the next elections... That we was going to be elected somebody toward the end of this year or something, you know? So, yeah, I made a lot of references to uh, elections being at the end of the year, and obviously your boy is slow as hell. So, y'all, <laughs> work with me, because God is still working on me. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, immediately after I got off from recording the episode, I went online to do some research. And the bad thing about it is I make a reference to us being politically ignorant and us needing to do, you know, our political homework and everything else like that. As you can see, this is advice I'm using on myself. So anyway, like I said, your boy's kind of slow. Just wanted to give y'all a heads up before one of y'all comment and tell me how ignorant and retarded. Uh, I can't say that word. How dumb I am. <laughs> so um, anyway, hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Socially bound. Stay safe. Stay sane. Please stay social. Hey, what up, fam? Peace, and welcome back to the Socially Bound Podcast, hosted by Richie Rich 86 First of all, let me apologize ahead of time, because like I told you guys, I do this while I'm at work on the job. So, if you guys hear my work phone buzzing, vibrating, and everything else, don't mind. Just know that your boy's working. Uh, secondly, I want to thank everybody who liked, commented, shared, uh, my post the other day about the podcast everybody who subscribed everybody who listened tuned in commented man the love is greatly appreciated as i said you know i hesitated about putting it out there's always the self-doubt aspect of things but um one of the things that i saw on social media the other day well actually it was a couple weeks back that really made me just go ahead and push and, and put this thing out was it was a meme and I'm kind of paraphrasing it and, and giving a general idea of it, but it was a picture of a shelf at a store, and it had bread all across it. And y'all been, you know, to Walmart or something like that and seen the bread aisle. There's millions of bags of bread on them shelves by a bunch of different brands. And basically the gist of the meme was saying that, you know, everything you see on the shelf is essentially the same product, just different brands, meaning there's a room for everything or everybody uh, within a niche, you know, so that being said, you know, it was the same way I looked at the podcast, like I told you guys, you know, I had questioned, you know, so many people doing podcasts, you know, what's going to be so significant about mine, it doesn't matter, you know, there's room for everybody, and so everybody who tuned in and is subscribed, welcome back, welcome, I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. Uh, as we progress through this thing, I hope you guys tell your friends, your family about it, and uh, tune in, whether you're at work, whether you're driving, whether you're at home, babysitting your badass kids. I say babysitting your kids. Uh, you know you know what I mean. But um, thank you for everything. One of the, the self-critiques I gave myself after listening to both episodes a million times was my knack for saying uh and um in between thoughts and obviously we all know you know going through speech class during high school and whatnot we were taught not to do that that was a word we weren't allowed to use and obviously as I got older apparently 
my speech skills have gone down. You know, rapping is one thing, but speaking, you know, it's one of those things where it just became a bad habit. So that was one thing I picked apart about myself, uh, and I'm doing it right now. I'm trying not to. You guys are definitely going to see me grow throughout this whole thing, uh, throughout this process of me doing more episodes. The use of uh and um in between thoughts will definitely decrease, so you guys get to watch the growth of Richie Rich 86. So I'm going to make a conscious effort to, in between thoughts, if I can't think of what to say, I'm just going to pause. I'm just going to get quiet. At least I'm going to try to. So... With that being said, we're going to jump right into the topic. You know, we're going to get right into, you know, just some the nitty gritty, you know. And today's topic is what do we want from our next presidential candidate? You know, it's 2019. It's the beginning of 2019. Elections are coming up, I believe, at the end of this year from not too dumb. Uh, what do we want? And when, I mean, this is something that we should be thinking about now, you know, like not when the next candidate pops up and we're going between two people now, you know, it's been said by uh, the brother David Banner and a couple other of the uh, scholars or whatnot that I, I listen to and that I've tuned into that you ask most Hispanics and Latin Americans, you know, what they want out of their politician and it's going to revert somewhere to immigration reform you know you ask uh, the LGBT communities what they want politically and from their political candidates what they want their political candidates to support and they're going to have a straightforward answer pretty uniform you know you ask the folks that vo- voted for Trump they're going to say they want a wall to protect them from all the immigrants and it's been said that if you ask 100 black people what they want from a politician, you're going to get a hundred different answers. Now, my thoughts on that is, it's not that all hundred answers aren't valid. It's that we don't have a uniformity as a people, you know, and obviously if you're tuning in, as you can tell, this episode is geared toward um, by my black folks. Now, not to say that other people, non-blacks can't tune in, by all means, tune in, give your input, give your thoughts. I'd love to hear it. But and and I hope in 2019 I don't have to explain that being pro-black doesn't mean I'm anti everybody else. You know, that just means that when it comes to black empowerment, we've been conditioned to believe that we have no power. We've been disempowered, if that's even a word, um, for for so long. And there's a new awakening and a new shift in our culture, and I'm glad to see it. I'm definitely a part of it. You know, I was ignorant myself for a while, and if you want to call it, you know, waking up, I have woken up in recent years. So that being said, what do we want? You know, what is our agenda as a collective culture, as a collective people? What is our agenda from these politicians? What do we want from them? You know, one of the things that I've always or in recent times observed about our political demonstrations, our, our marches and our, our uh, what was the word, uh, protests and everything else like that when it comes to civil injustices and whatnot, my question always became, okay, what are we marching for? Where are we marching to? 
when we get to that destination, say we're marching on a city hall, when we, you know, we're marching to the police station, you know, we're marching wherever, you know, when we get there, what are we demanding? What is it exactly that we are demanding? And not only that, now that we got the attention of the news and, you know, everybody on the news is giving their input and weighing in on these protests and marches and everything else like that. What are we doing to ensure that the people that we're demanding these things from are being held accountable and are following through? You know, um, just a side note, you know, not too long ago, I watched the Sandra Bland documentary. And of course, you know, you go through the whole emotions that you went through when you first heard about Sandra Bland and everything. And you watch and you're saying, this is crazy. You know, this is that. And she should have never been treated like that. And that should have never happened and whatnot. But one of the things that I was disappointed with at the end of the documentary was that at the end, the family got their settlement. And not to throw any slight or shade toward any of the family you know god bless them and you know god be with them for their loss but it seems like there was this uh joyous celebration of we got the settlement you know and yeah and you know and and the focus was (laughs) it seemed like you know forgive me if i'm wrong it seemed like the focus was ah god is good you know after all this time all this fighting you know justice was it wasn't served but it was served We got this much and, you know, the police said that they're going to do this. And at the very end of the documentary, it said that basically the police department pulled out of whatever agreement they had as far as, oh, we're going to do this kind of training and this kind of whatever. You know, so it's like we get these symbolic victories and nothing ever really changes. Going back to the whole benign neglect thing, you know. So, again, the question is, what do we want? You know, uh, when, when we holler at these politicians, how are we going to hold them accountable? What are we going to do to make sure that they keep to their word? You know, and when it comes to black issues, my question is, why do we shy away from asking for things specifically, uh, sorry, specifically for blacks? You know, it's weird it's like (laughs) we get this whole pushback we've been browbeaten into believing that if you ask for something black you're just asking for a handout you know you let the right wing tell it anything that has to do with the black agenda it just means we want free shit you know they just want this and they want that you know and blah 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 blah. you know and we get browbeat into not asking for specific things when it comes to the black communities why you know we're unique people you know, our our communities and, and our ancestors come from a unique history of oppression, you know, and as much as people want to bring up slavery and how long ago that was, the oppression didn't stop with the ending of slavery. Hell, the oppression didn't stop with the ending of, you know, desegregation or civil rights. I mean, our grandparents endured the civil rights movements. This wasn't too long ago. There's people that are still alive today who were against the civil rights movement and their kids and grandkids were raised to think the same way and think that we are just these excuse makers who just have our hands out. You know, so why are we so shy when it comes to asking for things specifically for our community? 
what do we want? Do we want police reform, true police reform? Do we want protections against uh, police? Do we want reparations? Do we want, you know, uh, do we want specific grants specifically for our communities and our people? You know, do we want a, a, a tax free or uh, what is it? Tax exempt type of uh, deal for, for our people? You know, what is it that we actually want? One of the things that I heard from another guy I listened to was that uh, the CBC or the Congressional Black Caucus did put out uh, a memo. Uh, I think it's like a hundred something page memo. Of course, I haven't read all through it. I looked, I pulled it up. I just didn't, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. But supposedly they actually had a whole list of things that the black community wants. And they supposedly presented it to Donald Trump. Now, we all know Trump didn't. He probably put that shit in the fireplace to warm himself for the winter. You know what I'm saying? But if there was 101 demands on that list, I feel like as a people, we need to, if we could even come to agree on just 10, you know, if we could just come to agree on just five, you know, five items, five things that when it is asked what our community wants, everybody is uniform, no matter what religion we come from, no matter what sexual orientation we come from, no matter where we live, no matter the income, our five or 10 or a hundred things are all the same every time to where these politicians cannot get away from it. They can't deny it. They have to address it. Right now, that's just not the case. You know, one of the things that we got to do is we, we have to politically educate ourselves. I'm still working on it. I'm still in the process of doing it. But we have to educate ourselves politically Think about how much time we spend on social media. Think about how much time we spend on our phones bullshitting. On Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, watching porn, watching Netflix, you know, whatever. All that time we spend on our phone bullshitting, why can't we be educating ourselves? Why can't we be doing, and forgive my grammar, but why can't we get online and do some research into these politicians and what they stand for and what their backgrounds are, uh, are, you know. Everybody's excited right now about Kamala Harris, you know. Okay, that's cool. But what does she stand for? You know, what's her background? Are we doing that kind of research or are we just excited because a black woman is running? You know, one of the things that I, I a few things that I regret myself is that I didn't pay more attention in school when it came to the government and economics class. Both of those things, if I hadn't known how important those things are, I mean, they rule every aspect of our life, you know, government and economics, you know, economically, our people are still oppressed, you know, and when it comes to the government, we we're ignorant. I hate to say it. You know, a lot of us are myself included. So I wish, you know, I, my teacher, as cool as she was in high school, I don't feel like she had my best interest in mind. You know, I thought she was cool because she used to let me sleep in class and she would wake me up every time, you know, right before the test, you know, you know, hey, you got about 30 minutes left in the class. You know, you might want to finish your test, this and that, you know. And she was catering to me in that aspect of letting me slack. You see what I'm saying? How cool was that? I, I thought she was cool for that. That wasn't cool. That was one of the most important classes I had. 
you know so i wish i had to pay more attention but now that we are in the age of information there's no excuse we should definitely be educating ourselves and we should definitely be trying to get a stronger political base because truth be told most likely what's going to happen is we're you know black folks as a whole are going to vote democrat as we've been doing forever and that's cool but what are we going to get from these politicians what are we going to get from them what do we want from them how are we going to hold them accountable one of our problems is that we are reactive instead of proactive a lot of us and politically that just can't do you know we can't be reactive when it comes to politics because that's how Donald Trump got in office in the first place again it's the beginning of 2019 we should be getting this list of stuff together now before there's ever a solid candidate for the op- the opposing side of of you know the Republicans we should already have what we want in place before we have a solid candidate that way when these candidates start running now we can see okay who is going to cater to these wants and needs and demands you see what i'm saying we shouldn't be waiting until we're all the way down to the bottom two again that's how trump got in office and a lot of people you know oh trump shouldn't be on trump shouldn't be in office technically if we were on our shit trump wouldn't be in office but because of our reactive nature to politics he is and don't i'm one of the people that think that he you know him being in office is a good thing it's a great thing why it's a wake-up call because a lot of us were sleep a lot of us were comfortable you know a lot of us thought everything was all good oh we're past this and we're post this and we're post that a lot of us didn't know just how staunch these races were still you know i mean we knew the the people who know know i mean i'm from texas so i you know i know what it is but we needed this wake-up call socially and politically we needed to see these hate crimes we needed to see these videos going viral of these trump supporters running up on minorities and and you know going bad on them calling out their names and taunting them and putting hands on them insulting them. we need to see that these people ain't playing why are we still playing you see what i'm saying why are we still playing they not playing So it's time for us to get serious. It's time for us to be proactive. Again, elections are at the end of the year. What are we going to do now? What are we figuring out now? You know, the other thing I think about is we need to to get out of our emotions and our feelings. You know, we, we like people that make us feel good. We like the candidates that make us feel good. And that's one of the things that turned me off about Hillary Clinton, all bullshit aside, is, you know, she she tried too hard to cater to our feelings as far as you know getting on our good side you know all this thing about going in black churches and learning how to do the nay nay and all that get the come on man that that's not doing nothing for us except showing us that you know how to pander to us you know getting on a breakfast club and and saying that you carry a bottle of hot sauce everywhere you go if you don't get the whole hell up out of here man like that 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 stuff right there turned me off about Hillary. You know, you know what? That's why I said, you know, with Trump being elected, show me my devil on a platter. I don't want to see I don't want to have somebody that that plays the friend with the knife in your back the whole time. We got to get out of our feelings, you know. We got to hold these like they say don't mix business with pleasure. We got to take the pleasure out of politics. It's not a pleasurable thing. 
what are we going to do to make sure the upliftment of our people happens? We can't mix pleasure with that. We're not looking for a friend. We're looking for allies. We're not looking for a friend. We're looking for the person who's going to get it done. You know what I'm saying? And sad to say, the whole anybody but Trump narrative, that's not good enough. That, that, that we cannot go off of anybody's better than Trump at this point. That's lazy, you know, and and, and again, I, I don't want people thinking that I'm this, you know, this person who is talking down on any of our people. You know, again, the type of stuff that I'm saying, I say that these are things I tell myself. I wouldn't say anything to you guys that I wouldn't tell myself. I wouldn't be hard on you guys about something that I wouldn't be hard on myself about. You know, so when I'm saying these things, I hope you know these are these are talks that I've had with myself to myself. We can't be politically lazy anymore. We can't just go and just vote because, you know, vote this person because, oh, well, it's better than that person. Nah, what are we doing when these people come to our town halls and they come to our cities and they have their rallies and they bring their campaigns with us? And we're trying to and we're asking questions. What are we asking for collectively? And I think that's something that we need to get on. We need to figure out as a community, as a people, what do we want truly? What do we truly want when it comes to political attainment, when it comes to position, when it comes to economics, when it comes to community, when it comes to justice? What are the things that we want? So that's my thoughts. Uh, I'm glad y'all tuned in. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. I don't know how long we went so far. Um, I need to unlock my phone. Excuse me. Oh, we're about 20 minutes in. That, that, that should be good enough. I think I'm going to try. I'm going to start out uh, with each episode being about 20 minutes. That, that sounds about good to me. You know, that means I say enough, but don't say too much. One of the things that made me do this podcast as well, you know, calling it socially bound and everything was that with social media, it's like. I have so much to say, but Instagram cuts you too short. You know, Instagram, you get about a 60-second video, you know. That ain't enough to say well, everything I want to say. So then that you, that means you have to make multiple videos, and everybody ain't guaranteed to swipe through all of them and listen to the whole thing. Or then you could go live, but I'm bad at going live. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'd be stammering, and you know how things are, you know, when you're trying to freestyle something you end up forgetting certain things and you go back you say god dang i forgot to say this ah i wish i had said that which is part of the reason why again i broke out my notebook i wrote down points i had everything set up hopefully this podcast flows smooth this episode flow pretty smooth because i did have my points written out and everything and in a in a manner that i would remember the points that i wanted to talk about so you know instagram doesn't allow you enough time facebook you know, yeah, I could post 50,000 paragraphs of thoughts. Ain't nobody going to read all that shit. Nobody is, you know. So what I love about the idea of this podcast is that I can get my thoughts out in its entirety. You guys don't have to read anything. You guys don't have to look at my ugly face. All y'all got to do is tune in. Y'all could be driving, like I said, at work, babysitting, you know, working out, whatever you want to be doing. And, you know, you can get this work. So... Anyway, I hope everybody's doing well out there. Y'all stay blessed, stay safe, please stay sane, and by all means, stay social.